You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast who we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs return to the practice field on Thursday. We heard from offensive coordinator Matt Nagy, as well as defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, safety Brian Cook, and special teams coordinator Dave Tope. We'll go in that order, starting with the Chiefs offensive coordinator, followed by their defensive coordinator. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Brian Cook and Dave Tope. Here's Matt Nagy. All right, go ahead. plays in the favor of what you guys, or at least Patrick likes to see. Uh, just overall, what you what what you see out of this Minnesota defense that there could be some points of attack. Yeah, they do. They 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 can play a bunch of different coverages. I think you look at the DNA of Coach Flores as a defensive coordinator, and um, you know he's always wanted to present some type of challenge with with pressure, whether it's bringing a lot of people or not bringing many people. Um, coverage techniques, whether it's man, um, cover zero. Uh, cover two, cover three, all of it, he does it all. And I think um, he does a good job of creating an identity with their defense. And now this is his first year there with those guys and learning kind of how they want to do their stuff. But, uh, again, pretty much like any defense in this league, it all starts on the front end. And they got some guys there that can get after the quarterback. And um, I think you match those guys up with the scheme on the back end and the players that they have, uh, they can be a, a very, very good defense. Well, um, it's pretty evident when you're in that moment in the game and he had those two throws he had, um, you know, he's more frustrated than anybody that he made them. And we know um, that that's not normally him. I think in a somewhat of a tongue-in-cheek joking matter, you can remember this kid is human still. You know what I mean? And so he, he's going to – there are times when um, you can make mistakes and, and some that are like that. So um, – he, in that moment in the game, we all just got to get back together and say, okay, listen, th- this is where we're at. This is what we know we want to do moving forward after these two picks. Um, he's going to be harder on himself than anybody, criticizing-wise himself. And, and so now it's like, okay, get by that point. Now let's get into um, the plays and why we made the decisions or throws we made and then how do we not do that moving forward and, but yet still keep that aggressive attacking mentality that he's always had. Yeah. Well, you you rely on Patrick just being a, a savvy vet, knowing where he made the mistake of, or you know, again, like I said, there's been a lot of unbelievable quarterbacks that have made some throws that you you wonder, you know, how they made it or why they made it, and he's allowed to have a couple of those every now and then, and that happens. 
that happened to be a game where, where you know, again, he had two throws where right away one he knew. He just said, I, I, that's on me. Like, I, I pulled the string and the ball just kind of floated. And the second one, the linebacker got underneath uh, second, third level, underneath the deep cross, and, and um, the kid made a good play. So to, to us as coaches, it's like you, you sit there and you say, okay, we know that you know decision-wise what to do. We know you can make every throw in the book. Now let's get back to this week in practice. Let's get back to the defense we're about to see. Let's get back to timing with our wide receivers. Keep working that and understand that he's a true pro and he's going to use our coaching to help him get better and and eliminate what was last week with those two throws. Because he, again, Patrick's harder on himself than anybody. Even right after the game, you know, hey, I, I put us in that situation um, with the field position, et cetera, with those throws. And um, he knows that and you don't need to, you know, beat it down. We just move on from it and learn. Coach, as a follow-up to that, he, he used the term greedy. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, I got greedy in those. Can you and Andy get a little greedy maybe in some of the stuff you're running? Or is there, no, there's a conservative option on every single play? Well, we have a plan to, to what we're doing um, with the players, uh, you know, with the scheme, with the play calls. Um, I think probably in how the moment of the game is going, uh, being able to, I mean, you look at that game, we had a, we just weren't staying on the field. And those are, for the first quarter we were, we went right down, scored a few touchdowns, got a lead. And then we hit a lull where we just had some, uh, a turnover, one play turnover, one play turnover, three play safety. Um, and so we weren't getting into a rhythm. So sometimes naturally you can want to get back into that rhythm by, um, downfield stuff, but sometimes they're not going to give that to you. And so whether it's uh, us as coaches or Patrick as a decision maker with the football in his hand every play, how do we slowly get back to doing what we do? And that's sometimes by not being greedy and by taking what the defense gives you. And then when they come up, then we go over the top. So there's a little bit of a balance. It's a little bit of the game flow. And I think we're all a part of that. I understand that there's, been, there's been times where it seems like Patrick has an eternity to throw, which is Great play by the offensive line, but mm -hmm. are your wide receivers doing enough to help them out? Yeah, absolutely. There, so there's again to that question: Is it drop eight? Are they rushing three where there's a lot of time, and now there's more guys defending the routes, um, or is it a rush four pattern? And now it's the line's doing a good job of passing off games, and now we got less guys in the in the zone areas. But uh, this is um, for our wide receivers, for Patrick, for our tight ends, for us as coaches. Um, you know, this part of the season, we feel like we're starting to really learn who these guys are as wide receivers. And I don't know if you're, you know, week to week, this isn't necessarily the offense or, or the type of offense with the players of where you're going to see one guy that has 18 targets every week. That's just not us. And, and it's always kind of been that way. Um, over time, there's been some outliers here or there with our offense. But um, I think that's the beauty of the offense, too, is we got a lot of different guys that are learning how to play wide receiver within this offense, and we're learning who they are. So it's just a little bit of, of both, and then just continuing to grow so that when we get to the end of the season, man, we're rolling. Pat, understanding you guys have plans for young players, I think on this side we always get a lot of questions about Justin Ross and just where he's at. So mm -hmm. in that frame, what does he have to do to kind of earn more playing time? Just keep doing what he's doing in practice, which is working hard and, and trying to learn – um, the different positions in the offense. Uh, we're learning what routes he does well. We're, he's learning what routes he can get better at. And then we got to, as, as coaches and teachers, we got to develop him and continue to make him be better. And then when you get an opportunity, whenever that is, whether that's today, this weekend, or in five weeks from now, make the most of it. And his attitude's been phenomenal. Um, he's very talented. 
let's just keep developing him as coaches. Easy. I like it. All right. Take care. How's everybody doing? <laughs> I didn't even look this time. I just figured I'd, if I hit, if I said both, then I could hit it. All right, game five on to Minnesota. I don't really have anything, so I'll just open it up. What's your role? This one here? This was, I think this was back from COVID, right? It takes all of us when the injustice was, yeah. And the other one, yeah. I don't know, it was in my locker. <laughs> I threw it on today. Yeah. Yeah. We, it seems like we've got one of these highly rated, exceptional wideouts every, every week, it seems like. Um, he's the real deal. Uh, one of the things we looked at these last couple of days is when he catches the ball, if you're not really good at what we call angles to the completion point, he can make you all look bad, take it to the house. He's a competitor. Uh, he's a guy we've got to be concerned about. Seemingly fell around the opponent's top weapon. Yeah. Um, it's fair to say that this could be the tallest challenge that, that he's kind of got up with. Yeah, it might be. I mean, I, to me, it's always whatever week you're in, that's the tallest challenge, right? Um, but I listen, he's been, he's proven um, that he's an elite wide receiver in this league. And, you know, I, I, we, won't, we won't always be able to get LJ on him. They move him around enough, they got him inside. So there'll be some times when that won't happen. But it'll be a good battle if they end up, you know, across the line of scrimmage. Steve, y'all started, um, y'all started off, feels like every game with Big Nickel, Shamari coming out and starting out there. Just what impact does that give him and give the defense open up the game? Yeah, listen, what we've been trying to do, um, I really like Shamari and the way he plays. He's physically, I, I thought he tackled really, really well this past game. Um, and we'll get him in there when we think it's right or whatever package we're calling or whatever, you know, to tie it into the calls without getting into the whole thing, right? Um, but I, I like it when he's out there. It allows us to keep um, Trent outside and LJ outside, so that's one advantage. But we'll see how every game goes. Sometimes in the middle of the game, we change that um, for different reasons. But it's nice to have different packages and guys that you can trust to go in there. And I like the fact that, you know, so he's a rookie, right? But every game, he's kind of gotten a little bit of an experience. So, you know, somewhere down the road here, we're going to get a, an ankle turn or if something's going to happen. We're going to need guys to go out there. So he's, at least he's got a little experience on this belt. What do you see with Kirk Cousins? And yeah, I've always been a Kirk Cousins fan. Uh, I remember, and I don't, I don't normally watch quarterbacks in college or not concerned, but I remember Michigan State being really elite and doing a real good job there. And then when he came into the league, I, I remember him being in Washington. Uh, I remember I, I kind of follow his whole career. I think he's a class guy, and he's a cerebral quarterback that's very accurate. And really, other than the turnovers that they've had, this has been a really highly productive offense. I mean, he, if they hadn't turned the ball over like they had, they're, they're pretty tough to stop. So that's what we're focused on. We can't guarantee that we're going to get turnovers. Um, so the challenge for us is to try to keep points off the board. Is there a style to the McVay offshoots, you know? Is, do you yeah. See, you know, when that, I know you're, we're old enough to go back to the West Coast yeah, offense. Yeah, when it was there, called. Yeah. Is there a... There's a little bit, there's a little carryover, and Kevin was, was in, um, I'm pretty sure he was in L.A. when we played them last, uh, so maybe he's brought, there's some things you see that are the same, but I think every coordinator puts his little tweaks into it, and he's got different personnel, right, uh, but I think they're doing a really good job with what they got. Steve, I know our receivers are, are different, um, and you guys have faced, or at least your young guys have faced, the Devontae Adams, the Diggs, and Jamar Chase. 
is there any benefit that they've already faced those top receivers like that? I think so. I mean, I think every every game you can get under your belt the experience of going against an elite wideout. Uh, it feels like like I said, it feels like every team has one. Right? Right. I think that's the way offenses are being built now, and I think they have more than just that. Right. Um, the young kid that they have, number three, he can go. We got to be concerned about that. I tell you, what throws a whole wrinkle in the whole thing is how good the tight end is. Um, it's really hard to put a lot of attention on a wideout and a tight end. It's tough to do. You got to pick your spots, and you know we've had similar challenges. We would play the Raiders in years back, right, with Waller and. Uh, Adams or whoever, but um, I do, in answer to your question, I do think that our guys, every time they get a chance to go against a, an elite receiver, that includes the safeties, not just the corners and nickels. I think they try to rise to the challenge, and hopefully we can do the same thing this week. What does the potential return of, of Nick mean for you guys? Yeah, Nick's done a little bit of work here. I don't know if we're at that point yet. I'm probably going to be right down to the end of the week, but I know he's, listen, he's chomping at the bit. I don't know if you guys have talked to him, but. He's a competitor, and I don't think he likes standing on the sideline and watching the guys out there playing. So if he can go, he'll go. But we'll see where we are at the end. How guys like, I know you moved on to this next week, but how just would you assess the overall defense uh, Sunday night? Well, I will say this. I'm going to turn. I, I listened to a couple of our own guys say, i, I got to give Zach Wilson a lot of credit for the way he played. It's not that we didn't expect that to happen, but we were hoping to make him a little look a little more average. But... He put the ball in the right spots. I thought we had pretty decent coverage. I thought LJ did a pretty good job on, you know, what was their top or elite receiver. We just needed to make a play or two here to take it from 18 points down to 10 or whatever it is. But it was a, a good, gritty, gutty win, I'm talking about as a team. But, you know, from a defensive standpoint, we had to keep hanging in there and swinging, you know, until our offense got going and we just got just enough points to win the game. So good to get the win. Are, are you seeing the confidence? I mean, a lot of times this, it's been the offense shines and, you, you know, we've had times where you're in here going, like, well, we want to have one of those wins where it was us. Yeah, right, right. You've had those this year. Yeah. So do you, you see a pep in the step? Does it, does it do anything for confidence? I think so. You'd have to ask the players. I mean, uh, you know, I get the blinders on, so one game's over and I'm into the next one. Um, but, you know, listen, our guys are human. Um, I said this to them Saturday night. Uh, or no, excuse me, we, we do a little walkthrough on Sunday before the game when we play at night. And I said, just keep the two C's. I said this to them. And, and the two C's to me, were, let's just make sure we keep our chemistry and our confidence. So I felt like that was part of what we had had for three games. And don't let anything take that away. Not a, not a bad call, not a bad play, you know, not the fact that we get down uh, or if we get too far up. And so I think we, we play better defensively when we, when we play like that. So I hope that's, I hope that's building. Brian Cook had what felt like a game-saving tackle. Exactly. That's exactly what I – that was the first clip I showed on Tuesday when we met with him because I thought that was huge. I mean, usually you're saying, okay, that that saved uh, four points. That really saved seven because we ended up stopping them in that drive. I think they had the punt, right? I'm not sure they attempted a field goal, right, because they think they had a penalty. And then that was huge. And we had watched a clip of number 20 run that same play against Buffalo down and backed up. And he was gone. They caught him at the 10-yard line. But that deep safety didn't make that same play. And we just said if we get in that situation, somebody's got to get him on the ground. On that play, if you guys go back and look at it, um, Willie was involved in coming off the edge. And if you watch, watch the whole play, had Brian got him to stumble just a little bit and missed him, Willie was going to run all the way down there and maybe makes a – I just thought the effort 
by Willie Gay on that play. It was huge. It didn't come in the play because uh, Brian got him on the ground. But yeah, you got to do that. No, thank God he made it, right? Just in talking about the safeties, when you have a, a potential blue chip tight end, blue chip wide receiver, how important does maybe an elevated as the communication safety wise as far as help? Yeah, the biggest thing with the tight end to me is is know where he is all the time. This guy that we're talking about, I mean, he's nifty. Um, you know, I don't know how much man will play. You know, we mix it, right, man and zone. Um, but whoever's called upon the player, make sure we always say, well, make sure you win your leverage. Like, if you've got help inside, don't get beat outside or vice versa. Uh, so little things like that against a really elite tight end, I think, are really important. A couple more. What, just how far is Brian Cook alone? Just in terms of second year safety. Yeah, I thought he made a jump uh, from game three to four. Uh, we we worked Mike Edwards in there a little bit. We're kind of getting both of those guys going. I think it's good to get going back. Same thing with Chamari. Like all these guys. I mean, uh, Jack has gotten some reps, right? Leo's in there. I mean, I think that's good. As we that was the intent early to get everybody a foundation of reps as we get later in the season, we're going to need everybody. And uh, But getting back to Brian Cook, I think each game he's gotten better and better, and it was kind of evident by that one play. It was pretty indicative of uh, his improvement. Coach, uh, this is a, you guys obviously had great success against the run other than that one play which yeah. you were talking about. But watch Isaiah Pacheco. He runs so physical and, and takes the, the punch to the other team. Yeah. You know, when you play a physical back, do you, I mean, can they wear you out? Can they soften you? I asked Coach Reed, is it like a body blow in boxing? Yeah. Keep getting hit, keep getting hit. Eventually, it opens things up. I mean, do you do you see that? You're I think that can happen in any league. I remember, I think it was Lou Holtz. Don't don't quote me on this, but uh, or somebody that worked for Lou Holtz, Phil Almasian, I think was his name. You guys don't even, but he he coached for Lou. <laughs> you know the name? Yeah, and I think he said. He was, he was a coordinator, I think, at Virginia Tech, one of those schools. And I remember him saying, this is when I was a young coach, saying, when, you know, when they run the ball on you, you got 11 peed-off players because they ran the ball, right? But, you know, when they throw the ball, it's just, you know, you get, you're upset on the back end. So when, when somebody's running the ball at you and they, run it and they can continue to run it, I mean, it upsets everybody. I mean, you have to be able to stop that first. So, yeah, the teams that have the, a kind of back like we do, you know, that's uh, running straight at people could be a. You got to stop it early, right? So that they don't keep going to it. That's the. That's the hope. Good. Thank All right, thank you. Pretty much game saving tackle there against the Jets on, on Brees Hall. What did you kind of see on that play? Uh, I mean, honestly, nothing too, nothing too crazy. Just you know, the ball popped through and on the last line of defense. So my my object was just get on the ground and get a defense and get a chance to you know, go out there and make plays. Um, but I think for the biggest part, just shout out to my teammates that was hustling to the ball from the back end. You know, if you see, go back to the film, you see Willie Gay, you see Trent McDuffie, you see uh, guys come up, get on blocks, you know, run to the ball. So for me, it makes me feel a lot better. Um, Whereas other situation that is, but I was able to get him down and be able to get the, get the field with a punt. So it was a beautiful, beautiful series he had. Spag said that uh, they ran a similar play against the Bills. So yeah. The did, did that register with you? It was the same look? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Probably for like, um, probably, probably like two days straight, honestly. I was just like looking at the play. I was like, and I think it was a Jordan Poyer, um, the safety. I was looking at how, like, if I was in his shoes, how I, I could have made the play. Um, but, you know, just trying to find different ways. Um, but I definitely watch other guys from the league. You know, Jordan Poyer is definitely a great great safety on our, on our defense. So I just try to see how the different guys might have missed a play or made a play. How can I emulate that? Um, so moving forward to our game, you know, when it popped through, I was trying to figure out 
Traditionally, a little differently. Honestly, I had a lead blocker. Um, but just trying to, you know, find a way to get in front of the ball carrier and kind of slow him down for the team, teammates to rally to the ball. That, that was really the only play they had running-wise. Like, mm-hmm. You guys really stuffed it out. I mean, was that the focus? Was let's make sure we take the run away first and, you know? Well, absolutely. I think that's any, any um, that's week to week, honestly. Um, I think because especially for, you know, the, the league is nowadays, you know, you want to stop the run first, that way you're forcing them to turn and throw passes and give us, you know, Chris Jones, guys up front to kind of get a chance to get to the, uh, the quarterback. So, um, but a lot of teams, you know, obviously you want to get the ball established for running first, and that opens their passing abilities. Um, for us, though, just the main thing is obviously stop, stop the run, then our deep shots. And that's what Coach Spaz kind of preached, you know, week to week, day by day in and day out. So that was our goal, and that was our objective. Um, the Diffie was a – a powerful team to come to run the ball, as you've seen that years, I mean, not years ago, but uh, weeks ago. Um, so we was able to, you know, do our do our job as best of our abilities. Sorry, were they told in Jacksonville the nine points, or here you, you got you a tight game, you know, you get their three point lead, you take the football away. I mean, where's the confidence though? I mean, I think there have been years past, maybe before you got here, and last year was a good statistically mm-hmm. defense as well, but where it seemed like maybe the defense was kind of skiing in the wake of the offense. That hadn't been the case this year. Is that? Where's the confidence, uh, you know, in that defensive room with the uh, success you've had? Just chemistry and confidence. Um, I mean, I know you kind of said that, but confidence is more just confident in the player next to me. Confidence in, you know, the the the, the game plan. Confidence in, you know, the overall scheme. Confidence in our as our, uh, our teammates as a as a group, you know, as a unit. And then um, confidence in people you know, on different part of the ball, like you know, offense and special teams. You know, you have to have confidence all the way around to be a sol- uh, solidified defense and solidified all, um, team overall. So that goes into it. Then obviously, um, communication is definitely one, but that goes into chemistry. So chemistry is more as we've been around here um, as far as second year, especially for us our rookies. That was last year. We all got chemistry from last year. Um, the plays a little bit more smoother. We got guys coming in from other plays. Yeah, Mike Edwards coming in from a, another good defense. I suggest Regan another, another year into the defense. Um, Chris Jones came back. Our D lines, you know, obviously moving well. Office is still going to be offense regardless of you know who's back there because of yeah one five yeah um, Andy Reid you know coordinating everything. So. Just trying to put the pieces together, um, see how can we, you know, keep, keep this chain rolling. Brian, I asked you, uh, I think it's in training camp about the time you spent with Ryan Clark, RC out. Mm-hmm, yeah. Precision camp, week four, um, four weeks in. Do you feel like it's that work played off? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think you know it was a short off season. Yeah. I would say that for sure. Um, but just, I think the knowledge was probably a big part. You know, we had a chance to shout out to him. Honestly, we had a chance to. You know, watch film and go over some plays of, of the AC championship of other teams, other players that was there. We've seen other ch- uh, chance to see them, how they did certain things. So just gaining the knowledge and information and obviously working on our skills. You know, that was a situation where was my first time going there. I didn't really know, you know, a lot of drills and stuff like that. But it was a challenge, you know what I'm saying? And I think just day by day, I just try to show up and win best foot forward. And, you know, you don't know what you can get out of that. So looking forward to it next year or whatever, you know, the years come on, I'll be definitely, you know, Going to him again, um, how long he has it. But yeah, no, nah, it definitely worked, definitely paid off for sure. Do you feel that individually, your evolution from year one to year two, how, how do you feel that's been for you, just knowing that you fit in a little bit more, you know things, every coach you've ever talked to says you're starting to seem more like a veteran out there. How, how do you feel about how you feel? Uh, I mean, me personally, you know, I'm very hard on myself. So, you know, like, you know, regardless of anybody say the praise, I get appreciated. But I'm very hard on myself, you know, to extreme, I would say. Um, so I get in times where I can find myself, you know, in a second place or things like that. But I think the most part for me is just the expectation I have for myself and then how much I can I give to the, the players around me. Um, so I feel like, you know, I might be slacking in some areas, things like that. And even though, like, 
oh, it's just okay, you're good. For me, it's like it's a, it's, a, it's pivotal because at the end of the day, like, I'm on the last line of defense, and my, my job is at the end of the day, I want to make sure everybody's in front of me playing fast. The faster they play, the faster I can play. Because I, now I know what you're doing. I know if you're going to react it, like this way and things like that. And then also, like, challenge myself. You know, like I said, Mike came in, so he's still learning learn the defense. Um, and you got guys coming in, Shamari coming in with different positions. So being able to help them time and time again, you know, sometimes it can be a little low, but I feel like for me it's a challenge that I'm definitely embracing. Um, so day by day, I just try to figure out how can I be better. Um, but, you know, I'm definitely hard on myself. Like, I know it's a lot of, oh, Brian Cook this, but I'm definitely hard on myself to, to extreme. Um, but I think that the confidence I have is more the, team, the teammates having confidence in me. So that gives me, the, obviously, the boats can keep, keep going going. But, you know, I just want to be able to, you know, have my teammates depending on me. You know, I'm back there, you know, handling everything, making sure they, if, if anything break loose, like, you know, last week, that it can depend on me. So that's my, to pride myself on, I'm hoping to do that week in, week, week in and week out. Last two. I wanted to go back to the tackle for a second. Mm -hmm. You know, when you made the tackle, the Jets are celebrating, right? They just had a <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, did you did you realize what had just happened? Maybe you had sent a touchdown, and it, at what point did teammates start kind of congratulating you on that play? Um, I mean, I think throughout the game, coaches coaches always talk about you know you, ne you never know what play can be the play. Um, I guess that ended up being one of the plays, but. For me, it said once it broke loose, I was just trying to figure out how can I get him on the ground um, as fast as possible. Obviously, because you know the field is only 100 yards, and I, like it's, it looks long, but after a while, it definitely gets shrink pretty fast. Um, but you know, you don't really know until after the fact. So I think once um, I think Mike shout out shout out to him. He told me probably like as uh, when Patrick slid, he was like, bro, like you know how big that play was, but you're gonna realize after the fact. So you know, even in the moment, you know, I'm still like. I was hard on myself. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about my, my correction I could have made um, from now and then moving forward. But as far as the play, like I said, I was just focused on trying to get them down. It wasn't really too much thinking. Um, but especially in a situation like that, like I said, just find a way. And I think, I think that's a big thing for our defense, just find a way to get out the field, find a way to you know, get the ball down and give one five another opportunity. Brian, it sounds like you said you know, when he breaks loose, I was thinking about a way to get him on the ground. You're processing. One, <laughs> it's important. It's me. I got to do it. Yeah. You can't go there. You're going all, all through those dynamics really quick in your head. But when you came out, your reputation was as a big hitter, you know, a guy mm, that will yeah. go, you know, pop somebody. Is that – there's two sides to that, right? Maybe mm -hmm. you go for the big hit, you, you come up with nothing, mm -hmm. right? Like, have you had to retrain yourself or – Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think, first and foremost, you know, obviously you're playing as grown men. I mean, I, college is different, but – you know, we get to the league, it's like, you know, they're, it's, it's a little different run, running styles. Um, and I'm learning, too, how to tackle a lot better, more efficiently. Um, so, you know, it's it's okay to be, you know, a hard hitter and things like that. But I don't know, I kind of just found a different role as far as just being secure. I should be a secure tackle as much as I can be. So times like that, like I said, like, you could find a way to, oh, let me try to stump them and things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, the result is the result. Um, I think that's the main important thing for me. So working on my feet work, I mean, tackling is, is that's your feet work first. I mean, obviously your eyes is definitely uh, key to anything else that you do on the football field. But, yeah, no, nah, I just try to – I look at it from a different point of view now. I'm not looking at it to – I'll take my head off and things like that. Now, I, I, between my presenting self, they might see something different. But overall, playing to play out, like I understand, like longevity-wise, I'd be able to get on, on the ground. So if I'm sitting here looking for the, you know, the hard hit every time and I'm end up missing more than I actually want to miss, it's just more being secure and then – those plays that everybody wants to be ooh wide to, but they'll come. You know what I mean? Thank you, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, yep. Hey, Dave. Uh, what do you like about uh, Montreal, Washington? Uh, catches the ball well. Um, makes good decisions. Um, the normal good things right now. 
I mean, it's early. He's only had two games under his belt, and he's uh, he's been solid. That guy you had your eye on when he was coming out? Yeah, I mean, he, uh, yeah, when, when he was coming out, we did. Uh, but then we played against him, I mean, last year at Denver. I mean, he has a lot of reps. You know, he's got a lot of experience in there. And uh, he was a guy that we thought was pretty good, you know, when we played him. And um, we were lucky to get him on, onto our practice squad, I thought. And then it was good to let him develop, you know, in that way and, and learn what we do. And uh, the opportunity to get him going, um, you know, it came up when, when 17 got hurt. So, you know, he's done a good job for us. Dave, what would you say is the best part of Harrison Bucker's game right now? Uh, he's eight for eight, I think. Yeah. And that's really good. Um, his kickoffs, um, if we ask him to hit a touchback, he hits a touchback. Uh, he can move the ball. He can hit a high short if we need it. Uh, he's got a variety of onside kicks. I mean, he's just, he is, um, he's just really spot on right now with his game. Tommy Townsend, that free kick, first off, for 180 yards, but just he's been good. He's got a couple inside the five. Yeah, we only, we only had 12 punts. <laughs> it's, 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 it's unbelievable. You know, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's a great thing. You only have 12 punts, but every, you know, he's been really solid. You know, and that, that free kick, I never see anybody, um, I don't remember anybody banging a touchback like that. At least I think Landon had a chance to stop. I mean, it landed on like the, the two yard line and then just rolled into the end zone. I was surprised McColl was right there, didn't didn't try to return it. Um, you know, he had two returners on the field. One of them was McColl, and uh, they let it bounce, and then he went into the end zone. But I mean, that's a, I mean, that's if any time you can start from that situation and a free kick from the kicker from the twenty and, and have their have their offense start at the twenty five, that's a that's a win. That's a big win. You know, because usually you know they're going to get the ball out at least to the thirty, maybe 35, 40. So, McCole, I, I, I mean, I thought, hey, you're gonna take a shot at us. You know, <laughs> take a shot, you know. Nobody kicks a free kick anymore, though, do they? Off, uh, used to be, you'd see that occasionally. Somebody well, I mean, every time, if you take a safety, they're gonna punt it. They're gonna punt it just like we did. No, there's always a punt. You, you, could, you have the option, right, of, uh, of kicking it, uh, place kicking. You got the ball in your hand. You have the ball in your hand. Yeah. You have, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. You, I mean, you could, you could kick a drop kick. You can do that. You can't. Yep. Punting is what you want to do. Punt is what, you know, yeah, you know flip the field, hang time, you know, be able to get your coverage down there in that, in that situation. That's that's the best option to do. And isn't that just such a weird place for a punter to be to start with the ball with his hand and not have to catch a snap? And yeah, well, he, he practices that all the time. You know, when he doesn't have a snapper out there, he's kicking the ball out of his hand all the time. And, you know, obviously it's easier to do because you don't have the pressure, of the uh, you know, the rush coming at you. You don't have to, you know, speed up and... He had a, he hit a good punt. Just a follow up on Montreal. I think in, in their time here, you've had one kick returner, one punt returner. How valuable is it that you can do both? And I guess that's a preference, right, for a special teams player. Yeah, I mean it is a preference. Uh, you know, a guy that can do both. Um, you know, we really haven't gotten any kick returns yet. You know, not one. I mean, it's been all touchbacks. So um, the time will come. You know, but he's looked good in practice with that. What do you see from the Vikings on special teams? Uh, really good. You know, they got two punt. They got a punt returner and a kick returner, and they're both. You know, the kick returner is a running back. He's uh, solid. You know, he had a bounce return. It was it was like a it was a counter, and they, they got a big return against Carolina last week. So uh, we're ready for that. Uh, I think he's more of a north and south guy. Their punt returner is a is Powell. He was he was at the Rams. He's an experienced guy, uh, risk taker. Uh, you know, he's probably going to return. Try to return everything. Probably not not a lot of fair catches, so we got to cover every kick. Couple more. <clears throat> just kind of a theoretical question, like when you got into this game, I mean, punters weren't 
averaging 54 yards. No, not at all. Hang times and everything. Like, what, what do you attribute to? Is the, the money of the sport brought more athletes yeah. to it? Is it I think practice it, time? What it, what I think it's like with every sport, I mean, every position you look at, I mean, everything has gotten better and better. And the kickers really are, are really coming. I mean, it's, it's crazy now what you're seeing now. I mean, the hang times are, it's like um, a 40 net used to be like, that was like off the chart. That was like, if you can have a 40 net after at the end of the year, you were like the best ever. Now it's, you know, it's almost near 50. I mean, you're 45. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, these guys bang the ball, both kickers and punters. And, um, you know, it's changed the game, no question. And it's made it a lot harder to get returns. I mean, you see all the touchbacks we're getting. And it's hard to get returns like we used to back, you know, when I was at Chicago, I mean, with, with Devin. I mean, Devin, he, he changed the game too, but the kickers weren't the same, you know. Uh, is it better coaching? Uh, no. better yeah, just better athlete. I think better genetics, better nutrition. I mean, the guys are stronger. They work out more. Um, I know our two guys, just speak for, for us alone. I mean, Tommy and, and, and Harrison, are those guys are put together now, and they are athletes, you know, and, and same as James James Winchester as well. I mean, those three guys, I mean, they, I'd put them up against anybody in the league as far as athletic. And, um, you know, and I think that's where it's gone. I mean, it's there's they're better athletes and, and – uh, Every year, they just keep seem to get better. Last one. Dave, Dave you talked about uh, keeping your defense on the field. I think you did it once last game. Uh, fourth down, just keeping your defense on the field. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, did, yeah. how does that take away from, does that take away from the yeah, turn? Yeah, I mean, you know, it does, but you also, you got to be, you got to be careful. I mean, obviously, we got, we got ripped in the game where we, we, I had the punt return out there and, and probably should have left, you know, defense out there, but, uh, it, it changed a little bit, but that's this is way that people are going to attack us. So we have to we have to adjust, and we've adjusted a lot of things this year uh, to to fit, you know, what what we do offensively and defensively. Thank you. All right. Thanks. 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 Thanks.